Okay, guys, this episode is going to be, I think, a long episode. Um, kind of hoping it is, because I have a lot to talk about here. Um, but it's going to be talking about um, drugs, weed, psychedelics, and a lot more. So, by drugs, you know, they are, there are so many things that, that you can call a drug. Sugar as for an example, is a drug, right? Sugar is addictive. Anything addictive can be a drug. Something that alters the mind and, you know, anything is addictive. Music can be addictive. Adrenaline can be addictive. You know, anything that gives you that reward because there is a such thing as the reward pathway. You know, sugar is an unhealthy substance, but I choose to eat it and I choose to consume things that have it. And marijuana, I choose to use. Although on top of that, you know, I think it's a beautiful substance. I really do. I, I use it moderately. I have, there's been times when I've thought to myself, hey, maybe I should cut back on this. And I stopped smoking weed. And I did. And, you know, there were times when I realized, well, that, that the stop there really had no effect on me. I had no, no horrible things happen to me. I was able to get sleep. I, I, there was nothing wrong with me. There was nothing that changed. I hadn't formed a physical addiction. And I, I've realized that my drug use isn't drug use, but I'll get to that later. My, my drug use, I'll call it drugs. My drug use is in moderation. Now, let's talk about the whole area of psychedelics or what what I call hallucinogens. Hallucinogens are, you know, substances that are used to alter the mind, you know, psychedelic meaning mind altering. Um, So a hallucinogen, you know, you you hallucinate, right? Well, I think I'm not 100% sure, but I think under the class hallucinogens or uh, psychedelics, um, that weed falls under there. Now, it's, it's barely a psychedelic, but it is mind-altering. You know, why, why can I freestyle? You know, why can I suddenly freestyle very well when I smoke weed? Why am I able to have deeper thoughts? Why am I able to dig deep down and realize that certain people love me and that I should be giving that exact same love to certain people and I haven't shown them, or I haven't shown them that in a while, you know? Or, you know, I haven't been there for, you know, certain things. Why am I able to dig deep introspectively just, just off smoking a joint? You know, why is that? Why is that so horrible? Why can't we just get past the stigma of, of marijuana? It is legal in my state. I am 17. I am using it illegally. But I can get my metal card medical card if my parents say so i don't believe they will but let's be honest here marijuana is not a drug by that definition that i gave earlier it can be but when used smart and not smart when used intelligently when used in the right way it can be a perfect tool and that goes for psychedelics mind altering have you 
ever taken mushrooms? Have you ever tripped on mushrooms? Magic mushrooms? Shrooms? Psilocybin mushrooms? Psilocybin being the psychoactive compound that is in mushrooms. Now, I have. I have once. Didn't. Haven't really found a meaning. Haven't really needed to. Because I use it. I think of mushrooms as a, a need to kind of thing, you know. Um, and I read this article um, about when you're in this, like, um, this psychological rut. You, you can turn to these. Um, you can turn to mushrooms and LSD and they can get you out of this, this psychological rut. And so I'm going to put on a sweatshirt, but I'm going to keep talking. Okay, I found the sweatshirt that I want to wear. Now, here we go. You can get yourself out of this psychological rut by taking these medicines and these tools in the right way. I say medicines and tools when I am referring to psychedelics. I don't refer to ecstasy or MDMA as a psychedelic. Um, That is more per se of a body feel and something I will never do because it's just, it's a stupid drug. Now, um, let's talk about that. Ecstasy is a chemical. Um, It is MDMA. Now, I don't off the top of my head know what that is. But I know what LSD stands for. That is lysergic acid diethylamine. That is also, I can't remember exactly when. I think it was in the 40s in, I want to say, not not Norway, Sweden. I want to say Sweden, but I think in the 40s, this guy was messing, um, I forget what he was trying to do, but he came up with this chemical compound called LSD-20. And basically... Um, I think he accidentally took it, and he realized this is amazing. And so it became this crazy substance that everybody started taking, and he started giving to everybody, and they started having these amazing experiences. And then eventually, um, it got around to the United States. Then the United States, uh, the government found out about it. Um, they deemed it as illegal, but then they used it um, in the 60s and 70s to try... My, um, to try... Um, it's true. This is all true. This is all very true. Um, they used the substance LSD um, to try... Fuck! I can't remember the right word. It's like mind control. They tried mind control um, things. Um, this is in the 60s and 70s, and they tried it with Charles Manson. And this is true. They would pull him out of probation, and they... Um, like I don't know if they give him this drug... But then they try and dose him with these drugs and they try to dose other people with these drugs. And then they also have like strippers and um, like call girls or uh, fuck, I can't remember the exact name um, of it because I'm using a lot of my brain right now. But they they'd attract these these women that were paid, obviously, for sex. And what they would do is they the women would slip them LSD and they try and con- control their minds and. That this is the American government. Um, I cannot remember the exact um, experiment or project that this is called. Um, you can look it up. You can Google it. Um, Charles Manson LSD trials, just something, something like that. That would probably, you know, pop up a few headlines. Read a couple articles. Sit there, digest that. But, you know, 
these drugs have been used and tested by the American government. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what started. Not that, but that is what started this horrible war on drugs. Now, the war on drugs is beyond what I'm talking about right now. And I'll touch on that in a little bit. But I would absolutely love to talk about what I'm trying to say right now. This war, I'm going to call it a battle of the war, is just the, the classification of these drugs. Yes, cocaine is fucking horrible. Yes, so, is, so are amphetamines. So are so many other things that, that fuck you up. I know I was on amphetamines, you know, for my ADHD, and I've seen those side effects. I was once a horned up boy. I was once a, a boy who had a lot of acne. I was, you know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of shit there. There's a lot more shit that goes into it, um, and a lot more shit that comes out, and they're fucking horrible. And fuck amphetamines real quick. I just wanted to get off that, get that off my chest. Now, yes. I do know a lot about drugs because drugs, they're, they're complicated and a lot of people don't know about them. And I think it's a, it's a very intelligent thing to know about them. So, you know, it's just, there is so much wrong with the way these drugs are, have been classified just because the, the U.S. government was unable to control minds with LSD for some reason, it is now deemed as um, illegal. But in the 1950s, there's this thing. I'm going to pull up my notes real quick because I don't exactly remember what it's called. The Spring Grove Experiment. You can look this up on YouTube. The Spring Grove Experiment is in the 1950s when um, in the Spring Grove uh, Mental Institute, uh, these people were brought in um, basically – and they were given the trials with LSD, um, and basically they were they were cured, and their problems were fixed. Now a lot of their problems go a lot deeper than what they were. Um, like this woman was basically in an abusive household, and she didn't love her husband, and her husband put her in a mental institute for going crazy. Basically, um, that is just a horrible fucking situation. Come on, it it's such a, like that's trash, right? That's a horrible ex, um, ex, example for um, an LSD trial or, you know, for real help, you know. This woman did change, but then this other man, like, that's a horrible ex, uh, example of what I'm trying to say as well. Um, but this other man, uh, I think, did feel like he was battling with alcoholism and, um, you know, he took LSD and he really realized that, you know, he's only living at this moment for his family. And his family put him in there because they don't like his alcoholism. And, you know, he's told his, his wife to get the fuck out of his house. And she said no because I, I'm guessing that she probably had nowhere to go. But she also, I mean, this guy has nowhere to go, you know. His, 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 his sons are scared of him and things like that, you know. So these things can really be used as tools and now that the uk has you know opened up these laws and you know i've i've listened to podcasts i i'll I'll touch on that in a bit but i've listened to podcasts that have talked about other people being healed by these things and certainly um my own psychology um 
you know, certain things about, you know, I don't know, there's certain things that, that made me kind of change in a way, um, after taking psilocybin mushrooms that one time. I'm only saying that one time because it really only was that one time. I'm trying to point that out because I am not an abuser of these tools. I, I would never do that. These are, these are absolute tools. They're, they're beautiful for us. And, you know, if, if people don't start seeing that these can be used in moderation, but at the same time as tools and as medicines and, and we use them like the right way, you know, alcohol can be very poisoning. I don't, I don't drink. I rarely drink. I, I, I don't drink. That's the thing. Like I, I look back on, you know, someone who, who I was, you know, when I was drinking or, you know, I, I never had a drinking problem. I want to point that out. But like, I just think that, that drinking alcohol is fucking stupid and that instead of drinking alcohol, everybody could just smoke a joint or trip on mushrooms. You know, it's, it's a beautiful experience for, you know, all of mankind, you know, it's, it's something that we should experience. And so with that, what I was saying is the UK has opened these, uh, LSD trials and psilocybin trials. They've, they've, you know, un unbanned their laws on these kind of drugs and, you know, Denver and San Francisco and Portland, I think, and now Oregon, the whole state has decriminalized all drugs. Um, basically, we see, um, as I was saying, those three towns, and so Oregon has decriminalized all drugs, and those three towns that I said, um, cities more of, um, they have all opened, like, they have all, I think, decriminalized psilocybin, so you can probably buy it um, there. I don't know enough to know about it, really, um, but it's like that's a start that's a start right if if people can just you know realize that's what we gotta go that's where we gotta go denver let's go to denver you know let's trip on mushrooms let's just have an experience where we can be human beings right so that's kind of my thing on on psychedelics and weed now drugs man let's talk about the horrible drugs, that word, that word can mean so many things. It can mean, it can mean things prescribed by big pharma. It can mean, it can mean substances that we use in a, in a a tool way, like psychedelics, but it can also mean things that can ruin your life. It can also mean things that can take your family away from you because they're they're scared of who you've become, you know? They can also mean things that can be destructive. You know, drug deals worth, you know, $400,000. Who do you think is packing heat, you know? I've watched tons of documentaries about this kind of shit. You know, there's a show... Um, hold on, let me just go through Netflix real quick, because I know I got it up. Um, there's this show on Netflix. Let's, wow, people are watching shows. I'm Bryce Shivers. And I'm Lisa Eversmith. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for that. Um, there's, people are watching shows on my account. Um, 
There's a show on Netflix called Drugs Incorporated, I-N-C dot, period, basically. Um, that show goes through, you know, everything. Drug deals. Literally everything. It goes through, you know, when drug deals are happening, the growing of, of the cocoa plant, um, of the harvesting, the, uh, you know, getting it from one place to another, smuggling it through customs, and then it goes out on the streets. Uh, you know, all these, all these kind of drugs. And then you, you see all this shit happen. It is a crazy documentary, but then think about it. Like people are, are getting killed over these drugs. You know, you, you, when, when I go to buy weed, I'm not scared because I'm only buying like, like an eighth. (laughs) I'm only buying that much. I'm not buying a quarter pound. I'm not buying a pound. That's going to cost me a lot of money, right? And so guess who? The drug dealer is probably scared at that point. Hey, man, this is, this is my shit. I don't want you robbing me, right? But then there's also that point where someone could take your life because they want those drugs. They want them for free. Well, that's fucked. This is a dangerous world we live in. I'm going to sneeze. Am I? Yeah? <laughs> Okay, now, this is dangerous, you know, drugs are dangerous, people overdose on drugs, well, that's why if you take psychedelics and you smoke weed, and you take psychedelics in the right way, and not too much, and you you really know what you're doing, you're educated, um, like me, uh, I prefer to stay educated about a lot of things, like say I got into vaping freshman year. Let's talk about that. Vaping. It's, it's, uh, it's fucking terrible. And I know that. I know it's terrible. And that's why I choose to not do it. That's why I choose not to, not to vape anymore. Vaping is fucking... It's, it's, it's really, 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 really bad for you. Um, I don't know how I can emphasize that in any more way. But I, that's, those are my beliefs, right? I got into it. And before I got into it, I had already done buttloads of research. Now, at the time, there really wasn't that much research out there to offer um, just because nobody knew about it. And I, I still think a lot of people don't know about the long-term effects, but I'd rather, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So in that, in that effect, especially with the, you know, weed and other things, I'd just much rather be safe than sorry when it comes to that. And so I know, I know how to do research. I know how to stay informed and I know how to be smart about the things that are going into my body. And, you know, that's what I think everybody out there needs to know before they take these substances. You know, like, say, um, working at a a restaurant. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to out that restaurant in any type of way. Um, This restaurant, man, this guy... Uh, I won't say his name. I'll say his name's Donald. That's strange, but we're going to say his name's Donald. Donald would do uh, lines of cocaine in the bathroom. Um, I'm just being a normal busboy. Um, I'm just like waiting tables. Or not waiting tables. I'm busing tables. And I'm like waiting for this guy to come back after doing a line of coke. <laughs> and he comes back and he's like, oh yeah, that was some good shit, man. I am ready for this shift. And I'm like, okay, dude, okay. And then he'd, he'd work a double. I don't know, man. Work a double, get there late. This fucking guy. 
Um, basically, um, that shit was crazy, man. That shit was crazy. Um, I mean, dude's still alive, but I mean, doing ketamine, coke, Adderall, drinking, all this shit. I mean, dude is bound to die, bound to be bound to drugs, bound in like a connected kind of, he's like, you know, that, that scene in some movies where they, they can tie a weight to someone's feet and they throw them overboard off a ship and they just are bound to that weight as it drags them slowly down into the abyss of the ocean, right? That's what that is to me, you know, it's, it's scary, you know, so if you, now this man, don't get me wrong, Donald was a very smart man, I talked to him a lot, and this guy knew a lot about drugs, um, and he knew about how to, how to not overdose, he had all these kinds of things, he had Narcon, he had all this shit that would prevent him to be healthy, and, or not prevent him to be healthy, just make sure that he was a healthy human being, and, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know what to say, except the fact that, like, is good, you know, like, it's good to be informed, I'm a tool user, a marijuana smoker, but I am very informed, I stay up to date with all of the drug busts that happen, I stay up to date with all of the, the new technology in weed, uh, with the, the stocks and the, the companies that are, really working you know this is going to be the biggest industry especially if a federal legalization can happen you know i can talk about that you know i would love to talk about that and i will let me get this notepad out um all right written it down so you know, when we see these things that can ruin people's lives and, you know, like, if you've ever watched the show Weeds, like, it starts out as an innocent weed dealer, right? Um, this, this suburban mom. And eventually, she works her way. Now, I haven't even finished the show. No, I just took notes about the show and, you know, listened to it a lot. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed watching that show when I did. There was just a certain point when I got bored. And I do want to get into it. So I'm going to take a note. A mental note. Right here. Watch. W-A-T-C-H. Weeds. Okay. Now, that show... Spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched up to season 5. Um, if you want to watch up to season 5. Or if you want to watch the show. Um, basically... Shit happens. Um, she gets involved with a uh, cartel um, in Mexico. And eventually she moves to a place. She moves to Tijuana, basically. It's right. No, she doesn't move to Tijuana. She moves to, like, San Diego, which is, like, right there in Tijuana. Um, then what she does is... She doesn't do this. Um, basically, um, she gets involved with this one guy. And then this one guy is working with this other guy, and that guy is the head of a Mexican drug cartel as well as a politician. Um, now, they create a tunnel right through Tijuana, right through that area, and basically um, it's supposed to just be for weed, but then it, it ends up being for um, cocaine, guns, 
um, human sex trafficking, you know, that's fucking terrifying, and so, you know, when we, when we see shit like that, you know, what has, what has that become? That is, that is people capitalizing on what should be something else, and, and when, when I'm, what I'm talking about and referring to is obviously sex trafficking and AK-47s going through and in and out of that, um, that tunnel is not what that was meant for. It was meant for weed. And if weed could be legalized, then obviously these Mexican drug cartels would still operate, but they're not going to operate as well. And they're not going to get as much business as, you know, other things. But that's also why they're not just doing weed. They're not, they're, there's no Mexican drug cartel out there that is fucking stupid enough to just be trafficking marijuana. No, no way in hell. Because how else are you going to make money? You make money by, by supply and demand. There are a lot of people out there that snort cocaine on the daily. So you have to supply that. And you have to capitalize on the fact that you have a, a flux of money that's coming in. Well, I could, I could, you know, put all of that shit into something else, you know, and, you know, there's, there's just so, so many bad things about that. But like, at maybe if we could get that, like certain markets out there gone, you know, or, you know, how Oregon decriminalized, decriminalized all drugs, you know, let's, let's fucking talk about that. They, they're decriminalizing these drugs and creating rehab centers. Well, America can't do that? What the fuck? Why can't other states do this at the state level? Why can't, why can't this be more, um, not marginalized, um, not legalized? I, I can't remember the exact word. More accepted. How about that? More, why can't this be more of an accepted topic? You know? And with the idea of federal legalization of marijuana, of pot, ganja, weed... Um, Mary Jane, you know, if, let's say, let's say, you know, it still at this moment, we don't know if the Georgia Senate or if Georgia has chose their Senate or voted. We don't know what that is, right? So it could be majority Republican or it could be 50-50. Then Kamala Harris would vote. We all know this. We're all smart enough to understand how politics work. I would hope. And so if that is possible, right, Kamala Harris would obviously choose the Democratic um, nominee or choose a uh, Democratic politician to be a Senate, right, Senate leader um, for Georgia. So if that can happen, right, the House, obviously, they passed that um, that federal legalization bill. And, you know, it's obviously been talked about a lot more. It really has. Federal legalization has been pushed more and more. And I've, I've, you know, I pay attention a lot to the marijuana community. And, you know, if, if possible, if possible, I think this could be so, you know, if, if we can get that bill back through the House again, and then it goes to the Senate, and then sometime in these next four years, we can get a federal legalization. Oh, my God. You don't know how many... I have a lot of Republican friends that, that smoke weed. 
I have a lot of people that enjoy weed. I know a lot of people that would enjoy weed. I know how how much of a tool and how blessed we are to have this substance in our lives and how blessed we are to use this substance in the right way. And if we could all be educated enough to use this substance in the right way, then the federal legalization, you know, obviously states can ban it at their own level, but I think there's a lot more states that might just accept it. That might be, okay, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Let it happen. This legalization bill is very important. It is, man. It's so fucking important um, to me and to a lot of other people and to, I think, mankind. I really think so. And, you know, if we're going to talk about God for a second, why God created these. You know, these are natural substances, psilocybin mushrooms and marijuana, cannabis. So... So if God created these, if God exists, you know, if if these are natural and these have been used by other humans, you know, people have been smoking this shit for years. People have been, you know, understanding how, you know, people have been taking psychedelic mushrooms and obviously their weed wasn't as stronger back in those days, but still, it was still somewhat of a mind-altering drug enough. And ayahuasca... You know, there's there's the native ayahuasca ceremonies. Well, that's interesting. An ayahuasca ceremony. Wow. Or DMT or um or what is that? Dimethyltryptamine? Yes. There we go. Know my substances. You gotta know yours. Um now if like come on. DMT trials in the UK, some um, ayahuasca's natural and and DMT is a part of ayahuasca. Just I think I think it's like activated. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not a hundred percent activated on um, the discrepancy between DMT and ayahuasca, but I I want to say you know that this that federal legalization might be something huge for us, you know, and it it really could be. It's it's something important. And I'm going to make another note because I found another podcast episode idea that I would love to talk about. And I'm not going to talk about it right now because that is very important. Um I think I said everything I want to say. Um I love you. Thank you for listening to this. Um have a very pleasant day, evening. Eat your veggies, have a good lunch, good night, and goodbye. Love you. So this is the second part of the show. Um, that's where I talked about, um, like, this is my part two about that, that one Bullies episode that I had. And honestly, I'm kind of sorry that I, I don't know. I'm sorry that I fucked up the recording. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bullies Part 2. So with that uh, tangent about race... Um, you see how people are, are bullied and people are treated and like, I do want to thank you or thank the people that treated me like shit, um, because I saw that negative side of the world and I saw everything that I never wanted to become is someone who treats another person like garbage, right? I treat my brother like garbage. 
but I buy him shit. And I'm not saying I buy him shit. Like, I, I buy him food. I offer to do, you know, things with him, for him. I, I set up his room. I love the man, right? It's weird to say that because, you know, I, I, even though I tell Vaughn that the, be my brother's name. For me, it's, a, it, I don't know. It's just, it's not something that is, like, I say to other people. Oh, dude, I love my brother so freaking much. I just want to have sex with him. Oh, you know? <laughs> no. Um, but, like, what the fuck? Bullies. Um, you know, when we see how people treat other people, right? I don't, I treat my brother in that kind of, like, asshole way, but I, I love him, so I treat him in a good way, too, you know, and I, and I try to teach him things so he doesn't become that asshole, and that's what I kind of wish for everybody on this planet is that we don't become that asshole, we don't become that Nathaniel Klingman, you know, we don't become people who throw, you know, yogurt at someone sitting at the other end of the table just because they're strange you know i i've hung out with strange kids and and i've sat at tables with people who are deemed losers by the popular kids and i think that is such an inaccurate representation of who they are if they are losers and they are actually labeled as losers, I would much rather be labeled as a loser. I, I've never been to a high school party. I don't give a shit about going to a high school party. I would much rather smoke weed with a couple of friends, just kick back, you know, or just, you know, go in my hot tub and talk and have conversations about aliens about real life about things that fucking matter than you know put other people down or I don't even know what I'm trying to say you know there's just so much negativity that I've seen from other people and from you know the void that they call high school and I'm not saying high school treated me bad man I found some of my best friends starting off freshman year. You know, I went to Young Life, and the only reason I stayed is because I, this was a world where I could feel loved. You know, it was a world where I didn't, you know, it was a world where people didn't hate who I was, people didn't treat me like shit just because I wasn't popular. And, you know, at Tom LaPara, um, here we go. Um, this guy's a fake piece of shit, even though um, he still says things to me in my mass media class. He is, you know, because it's just funny how people, you know, the dude owes me 70 bucks, and I will never, ever, ever ask him for it. Or have anybody ask him for it because you know what's done is done and what's put in the past is put in the past and you know I also another reason is because I don't want to have to deal with him 
He's such a stupid, ignorant shithead. And the thing is, I've, I've seen, you know, I've never felt the death, I've never felt the pain of a death of a loved one. I'm not trying to brag here, but that's just, that's who I, I am. I've never actually felt that human emotion yet. And so, you know, sometimes I feel like I, you know, like, I'll watch, like, not sad things, but I'll watch, I'll watch happy things. You know, I'll watch things just so I can feel human emotion, which is, um, cr- like, crying tears of joy. You know, I don't, I don't naturally do that in the real world, so I go out and... I watch The Sandlot, and I'm like, oh my god, this movie's beautiful, I love this movie so much, it was my childhood favorite movie of all time, and I love it, and I bawl my eyes out at the end, you know, just because, oh my god, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, oh, he's fucking on stage, oh, he's not on stage, he's out on the field, but you know what I mean, um, and so, when oppressors demean the people we are you know i think it's it's a perfect opportunity to show them that that you are absolutely nothing to me you know that you have no effect on the human being who i am that you try to you try to oppress me and you tried to do that but you failed and you didn't succeed and i'm you know I think that opportunity to, to, oh man, you know what? I'm going to shove this fat ass middle finger in your face. And what are you going to do about it? If you going to, if you do anything about it, I could, you know, I could, I could tell your girlfriend about this or, you know, I could do this, you know, I can't hurt the people I hate really because I try to stay out of their lives, you know, there's no point in me getting invested in someone's life who I, I don't really care about, and, you know, I think it's, it's a good mindset and place to be, so, um, thank you for listening to this, this is the end of that Bullies episode that I didn't get to finish because I was lost, um, thank you, have a good one.